0: Live from the Business Radio X studio inside Renaissance Bank, the bank that
1: specializes in understanding you. It's time for North Fulton Business Radio. And hello again, everyone. Welcome to another edition of North Fulton Business Radio. I'm John Ray. And folks, we are broadcasting from inside Renaissance Bank in beautiful Alpharetta. And if you're looking for a bank that's big enough to handle pretty much any need you can throw at them, but they're small enough to deliver their services in a personal way. I, and I know this myself because I work with them. Renaissance Bank is your choice, at least I think. And I, again, know this personally. Here's what I would tell you about them, maybe the way to test. Go to renaissancebank.com, find one of their local offices, and give them a call. See if a live person answers the phone. They will. And imagine that for in the banking world today. That's just the way they do their business, and it's indicative of what happens if you become a Renaissance customer. Renaissance Bank, understanding you, member FDIC. And now I want to welcome Lori Fancher. Lori is a relationship manager with Training Pros. Lori, welcome.
0: Thank you so much. I really appreciate it.
1: Yeah, delighted to have you here. Let's talk about you and your work. How are you serving folks out there?
0: Yeah, so I'm helping people find the right talent at the right time to get their training projects done.
1: Oh, nobody needs that these days, right? <laughs> <laughs> Everybody needs that, right? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, okay. This is a timely, timely interview. Glad to have you here. Let's talk about your journey and what makes you passionate about human resource development, organizational d- development whatever you want to call it, that's your world. What makes you passionate about that work?
0: Sure. So I'm a lifelong learner. I'm an achiever too, and I'm a connector, according to StrengthsFinder anyway. Mm -hmm. And so it lines up perfectly with where I am today. Mm -hmm. The journey for me started out with, I got involved a little bit in corporate and having an opportunity to train others. And my love of learning led me to pursue how to do that better and how to help learners learn what they need to do to be successful on the job. And throughout that journey, what I realized is that sometimes training isn't the answer. (laughs) And if training is not the answer, then what can be the answer and what role does organizations play in helping people learn and grow? That led me down the path of pursuing my education in human resource development, which is really focused on organizational development, training and learning and career development. That's how we get our people. That's how we keep our people.
1: Yeah, for sure. I want to come back to what you said about training there in a minute, but you've got a PhD in human resource development and organizational development. Now, my bride is a PhD and I know what it takes to get a PhD in any uh, discipline. So that reveals some passion that you have about your work. Uh, Talk about that passion.
0: Yeah. So when you look at learning and you look at what help, what, how do we learn? Mm -hmm. We have to, we learn from our environment. We learn from other people that are modeled around us at work. We learn from our leaders. We learn from our colleagues, exposure to resources, right? It's very complex. The discipline itself has, a lot of other disciplines involved in there. And so I pursued the PhD to be able to have credibility in helping organizations at that highest level understand if we want to create corporate learning, if we want to operate corporately, corporate, it means we are, we, that's many, that's the collective operating as the individual, mm. right? Mm-hmm. So how do you take all these people who learn differently and they pursue work differently? and get them to all align and operate corporately as an individual. And I loved that. So that's why I pursued the PhD.
1: Wow. What a great testimony for that. You're at Training Pros. I don't want to talk about your work with Training Pros, but talk about your journey prior to uh, Training Pros.
0: Yeah, I was a client. Okay. So uh, I've been, and I was a consultant. Mm -hmm. So uh, consulting in this space and then going in and out of corporate, in my corporate roles, I was responsible for bringing in the right people to help me on these projects
1: mm-hmm.
0: and use training pros for a lot of that time. Training pros has been around for 26 years and had a relationship with them maybe 20, at, 24 years ago, okay. working with them. And have, they've provided me with the, as a client, the ability to find just the right person at the right time.
1: So. And for those that don't know training pros, let's give them a little overview there.
0: Yeah, so Training Pros was started 26 years ago by Steve Capon. He had a, was working at IBM through Accenture and had a need to find an instructional designer to help him with his projects, and didn't know where to go. Couldn't find the right kind of talent, so he started Training Pros. Fast forward 23 years, and his right hand person, Leanne Langford, took over the company as president when Steve retired. And we became a women-owned WeBank diversity supplier, still serving out of Atlanta, which is home base. Awesome. And then I've grown into 11 major markets, Mm -hmm. so serving the country nationwide now. COVID really changed a lot of things for us, too, Mm. in a good way.
1: Yeah. Your role at Training Pros, you're a relationship manager there. Explain what your role is. What that means.
0: Yes, absolutely. So relationship manager means I'm meeting with clients. I'm bringing in new clients. I'm meeting with existing clients because I have been in this space as a practitioner for a long time serving corporate and I've been a client. I'm able to meet them where they are in their process of implementing all of their L&D projects.
1: L&D being for those that don't know what's L&D mean?
0: Yeah. Learning and development projects. Okay and organizational development projects, Mm -hmm. I understand the full life cycle behind both of those. Mm -hmm. So at any given point in time, connecting with them on where they're at, and in order to help them complete those successfully, providing them with the right talent at the right time.
1: Yeah, correct me if I'm wrong, but what I think I hear you saying is that it's one thing to staff the position. It's another thing to create the environment to make help that person be successful in the position. Is that what we're talking about here?
0: Yeah, absolutely. I'm glad you brought that up because I'm focused on contract, first of all, mm-hmm. if I mentioned that already. But contract staffing is what I do the most of. Okay, And when you are recognizing the need, what I'm looking for is not the person that can just meet the immediate need, but the person that can come into the organization knowing what's ahead. And knowing what's required in terms of skill sets throughout the full life cycle of that project, having been there, I'm able to find the right person to come in and see it all the way through if necessary. So I'm not meeting the immediate need, but potentially the future needs as well.
1: Got it. Folks, we're here ta- uh, speaking with Lori Fancher. Lori is a relationship manager with Training Pros. G- give us an overview of, of what talent development looks like in the corporate world these days.
0: Yeah. So talent development, boy, um, we've really been through it like a lot of other functions within the organization through COVID. Now I just came on board at, in this role with training pros three and a half years ago. I can speak to the last three and a half years, which were pretty tumultuous, right? Mm-hmm. COVID with the advent of COVID and then the move uh, the immediate move from onsite workers to remote workers. What do you do? Mm. How can you continue to keep those folks engaged in the work, and how do you connect with them, provide them the right learning and the training for the managers who need to now manage remote workers versus on site? It created a whole slew of training and learning opportunities for everyone. At the same time, we also had the concerns and the uh, voices from the community, the raise and awareness around DEI. So, how do we get leadership? involved and help them provide, help them be developed and have those opportunities to understand what does this mean for my organization, my people, and how do I lead differently as a result of COVID, of DEI, of remote workers, very difficult times. And so, yeah, seeing a lot of changes in the talent development space as a result of that.
1: Yeah. And particularly given the, I guess the mentality of people that are out there, the workforce, right? So th- th- that's another aspect of this that creates some turbulence, if you will, right?
0: Yeah, absolutely. If, if you think about the, def- the pure definition of work, we were made to work. We were born to work. I mm-hmm. tell my kids this and they don't like to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I get that. Um, but we were made to work and your definition of work isn't about doing something to make money. It's about pursuit of purpose. Mm-hmm. That's to me at the root of it, what work is about. Mm-hmm. And corporate is a place to go and try out that work, that pursuit of purpose. But corporate also has corporately operating as an individual, their own purpose. Mm-hmm. Right. And that alignment between the two is, is really tricky.
1: Yeah, for sure. So y- any particular trends that you're seeing in. Staffing and L&D staffing in particular.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So when it comes to L&D staffing, what I have seen as of recent is a little bit of anxiety about whether we're in a recession, whether we're not in a recession, and a need to, re. usually when we go through these kinds of challenges, economic challenges, we see training functions cut. That's one of the first places to cut. And so I've got a lot of people who are clients, a lot of people who had permanent positions in talent development who are now looking again as contractors. This is the ebb and flow of our world. Mm-hmm. And the folks I work with within the three year time period have either been consultants and clients or clients. So we've got this revolving, we've got this cycle of folks who are coming in and out of these permanent roles as adjustments are made in the economy and anxiety is addressed.
1: Yeah. So the whole issue of gig workers. And we're, we read a lot about that, about the rise in gig workers. What's your perspective on that and what the trends are there?
0: Yeah, I think that COVID really um, opened the door to allow workers to have flexibility in their life, to be able to work wherever they want to work from. And now we're seeing that change with a call to return to the office. And mm-hmm. a lot of folks are bucking that. They don't want to return to the office. And so in, I think the last thing that I read on the gig economy, there was a government report out that said that 2.1 million new gig workers were introduced to the market in 2020, which makes sense. And then in 2021, net another 2 million work gig workers added. So it was continued growth. Right. People want freedom to be able to work at wherever they they want to be, and have flexibility to take care of young ones or elderly, or just have that work life balance.
1: What advice would you give to a gig worker that's newly minted, in with that's coming out with that coming out of corporate, and they're leaving that shelter, if you will? What advice do you give someone that's new to working in that way?
0: I like to talk to them about what they like the most about their permanent roles Mm -hmm. and understand the differences between that and gig work. Because when you're an independent contractor, you have to be careful in an understanding that you don't really, you're leaving the structure of corporate and you're going for the freedom. So embrace the freedom. Mm -hmm. If that's really what you want, that means flexibility and not falling back into the constraints of permanent work because that causes legal implications when you act when you work as a contractor, but you your employer treats you as an employee. so being careful of that first of all. and then making sure that that freedom is really what they want. They're not going to be climbing the corporate ladder. They're on their own. and then there's the ebb and the flow, the cash flow, the month to month and what that looks like, and the vulnerability there. And the sacrifices and the trade-off. Where are you financially?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Are you ready to make a decision like this? What are your career goals? How does this help you achieve your career goals? A lot of people will step into the gig economy or the contract role because they want to experience new and different and innovative ways of doing the work, of learning and and development. Can't necessarily experience that as much in the corporate world because there's a prescribed way of doing things. There's a trade-off there.
1: Do you find that individuals step out into the gig world or the gig worker environment Maybe a little too quickly because they, their first client, if you will, is their ex employer, right? And that they step into it thinking it's ready made. And maybe they don't do what they need to do to understand what this new way of working is going to look like for them. Do you find that?
0: Yeah, I do. It is ready and easy, right? Yeah. To go back and right. contract with your employer. Yeah. Yeah, walking those fine lines between being a contractor, again, and a permanent employee is super important on both ends mm-hmm. for the person contracting you and for yourself. And yeah, understanding that it it's temporary. It could be temporary. And you are in a more vulnerable place as a result.
1: Yeah, and you are in business now. It's the business of you, right? There's right. That there's a book of with that title. It's the business of you. You have to think about it that way, right?
0: Yeah. Because when that consistent, permanent employer turns around and asks you to come back as a contractor, when that work ends, what do you do next? Yeah, How do you set up your own business? What kind of people can come into your world, an accountant, a finance person that can help you get set up in that business? And I've also found even a lawyer can help you with that as well. Mm-hmm. And then marketing. How do you market and brand yourself?
1: Lots of issues to think about. Lori Fancher is with us, folks. Certainly can help help us think about those issues. And Lori is a relationship manager with training pros. Let's talk a little bit more specifically about your work. How do I know when I need to call Lori? What problems am I encountering in my organization that make me think, hmm, I need your help?
0: Yeah, too many projects and not enough people. <laughs> <laughs> There's plenty
1: of that going on. Right. And then
0: not having the expertise to Mm -hmm. really follow through. Once you've got the budget to make a difference in the organization with a project like leadership development, that's a big, huge expense, not just in providing the training, but in also taking leaders out of their day to day. So losing productivity, losing potentially during that time some opportunity in the market to be able to go out and learn so that you can come back and do more and better. Mm -hmm. There's a big expense to training every time. So when you get that big budget or when you don't, when you have a budget to do something right, how do you make sure that what you are doing and what you are teaching and, and what you are helping your leaders understand and learn is something that's going to help the business move forward. There's an art to that. And a lot of folks that were SMEs and subject matter experts have understood the art and stepped into the ability to train, right? They're Mm -hmm. they're the expert in what they know, and they're going to go train on it. But there's also a science behind it too. So we find the people that have both the art and the science behind the ability to make training successful.
1: Do you help someone, you've mentioned having too many projects, not enough people. Do you help A business owner, leader, team leader in a big organization, prioritize those projects based on the availability of people? Do you get down in that kind of depth with clients?
0: Yeah, we can. Uh So the roles that we provide for the contract roles that we provide are not just instructional design, which is mainly what I've been talking about, but we provide everything that touches training. So if you need that training scheduler, that training coordinator, or someone who's a program manager project manager, tech writer, even content developer, UX person. We have, we provide all of those different roles that touch training, change management and OD included because oftentimes when a company is undergoing a transformation, there's a huge training learning component to that, of course. Mm. And it's inevitable that occurs and we're ready when that does. So organizational development people and change management people are also roles that we provide.
1: Mm. Great work! So you uh, have won an award alongside yes. your client, Synovus. That's a small little out of the way bank we've heard of, right? <laughs> Actually, a quite well managed and well known bank headquartered here in Georgia. So, what talk about that project that that led to this award?
0: Yeah. So, Synovus reached out to me because they had received a an agreement from their top C-level suite to be able to provide some new leadership training. Mm. They saw a surge and some of their old, some of the leaders who had been around for a long time were leaving, moving on, and they had a large group of new leaders they needed to help get settled in. They also had some changes going on at Synovus. And so, they were looking for the ideal solution for their learning and that they, they got this budget. So, what do we do? They had some off-the-shelf programs, Blanchard Covey, some of the other big wigs in the space. They had some of their training components, but really we're trying to understand how do we put this together, something that means uh, that's customized for Synovus. Customized learning solutions is what we do at Training Pros. There's mm-hmm. nothing off the shelf. So we take what's existing or we create new and we make it customized. So that process, um, throughout that process, it w- took us a little bit of time to find the right person. Because in the beginning, they didn't really know what they needed um, through sending them different candidates and exploring various roles and places in the in the project where they would need the most need and help based on who they had in their current team mm-hmm. and the gaps. We were able to find a person that came in that allowed them to create a learning solution that was award-winning, it had award-win- award-winning features to it. Um, it had done some things um, to leverage digital assets and... Um, provide learning tools to leaders on an ongoing basis. So it wasn't a once and done. They had people that went through the training who would come back and facilitate to other leaders. So Leaders Teaching Leaders, um, Platinum Award at the end, recognized by C-Suite. They did a lot of things right and they won a Brandon Hall Award as a result. So we're pretty proud of that.
1: Wow, you should be. That's congratulations on that work. That's fantastic. Let's... Switch gears here and talk about another little piece of your world, which is a nonprofit that you were, and I think your husband too, we were talking about before we came on the air. So shout out to him, that a nonprofit that, two, that the two of you are driving.
0: Yeah, my husband's an entrepreneur at heart. He also works for another large bank okay. <laughs> that we haven't talked about. Okay. But anyway, he had experience in creating a workspace. I think we work, throwing a brand out there, mm-hmm. a building where people could come and explore their, themselves, their skill sets, their talents, and help them grow their business and provide all the support to be able to do that. Then COVID hit. So that wasn't going to be an option. People weren't going into a building. So we created an opportunity to have people go out and be immersed in the community of need and use their talents and gifts and offer those up to folks who don't have access or couldn't afford it. And the way that we did this is we took a team of dentists out to Costa Rica to a lodge that we own with several other partners out there to do mission-related work. And we served a village of 300 people We had clients and our connections provide other materials, products, resources, and we gave those out to the individuals too, like eyewear, so that they could see better Mm -hmm. while they were getting also dental care. And it was fabulous. So rewarding. We learned a lot in our ability to do that. Mm -hmm. The dentists and the dental team learned a lot in our ability to do that. And so we wanted to continue to do this again. So we created Kana Foundation to provide those opportunities.
1: How do folks plug into Kana Foundation? Talk about that. How do well, you did this big project in Costa Rica? Where does that go, and who should be in touch with you?
0: Yeah, so folks who are want to, I will just throw this out there, do leadership development, mm. uh, bring their leaders to a place where they can serve others learn more about themselves, about who they are as leaders, as well as be able to give back. We do some of that already Mm -hmm. at the Lodge in Costa Rica. Anyone who wants to be able to take their, I've got some hairdressers and some other folks that I know that are going out next to provide resources and help to for women who are underprivileged there. Costa Rica, prostitution is legalized. So it's a very different environment for a woman who maybe is limited on their work opportunities in terms of being able to speak English and being able to serve in in a better industry and a better environment. And so they're going out there to this team of hairdressers is going out there next to be able to um, make these women feel more professional and better about themselves.
1: Yeah. But you don't have to necessarily be uh, in a industry like the dental in a practice where there's a specific service you can offer. No, you don't. Okay. You okay. can That's do- what I wanted to get yes. to. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Awesome. So back to your work with training pros. Let, let's talk about, um, first of all, the a success story. You don't have to mention any names, but just one that you've already talked about, Synovus, but talk about a success story that stands out, that helps illustrate the great work you do.
0: There's a lot of success stories. I would say the consistency across those success stories are the people that are hired permanently. Mm. They were such a good fit as a contractor that they ended up staying permanently. I would define that as a success story. For example, I've got a client that only hires contract first. They bring them in, try them out, and then to see whether or not they're a good fit for their team. And I've been able to provide them, I think the number is seventy to 80% of the time, those folks who they then hire permanently, which is pretty darn good.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, that sounds terrific. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, those are the real success stories. We had another, real quick, another one in New York. New York had an opening at their airport where they needed to have someone come in and um, they had a transformation. The airport was old and outdated, and they needed to update the airport, one of the terminals in the airport, and they wanted it to be new and different and welcoming, and they wanted to provide learning to all of the airport staff and all the airport vendors to make a difference for past, for people traveling through, like you and I. And they wanted a a trainer who could come in New York, that lived in New York, that could speak Spanish, that had experience in transportation, that also had a background in adult learning, that had... Taught how to understand, or taught taught in projects of cultural transformation, and knew how to connect the dots for people that were undergoing it. That's a unicorn, and we were able to find somebody, and they won awards for that terminal, wow. for the experience now of passengers traveling through that terminal. So that was pretty, that was pretty impressive.
1: That's quite impressive. Absolutely. Let's. You talked about the types of the situation that an organization finds itself in where they have. Too many projects, not enough people. That's really the driver for you, and they need to be in touch with you. Are there any particular industries that you work with that are you're more apt to be helpful on than others, or do you work across the board?
0: I work across the board. Uh, I work a lot with financial institutions mm-hmm. uh, and banks. Mm-hmm. I, I work with transportation. I work with retail. I work with healthcare a lot. Mm-hmm. Those are some of my more recent telecommunications. Mm -hmm. Those are some of my more recent clients. But yeah, across the board.
1: Okay. Okay. Awesome. Lori, this has been great. And I can't imagine there aren't some folks that hearing your success and the great work you do, and by the way, congratulations on that work, wouldn't want to be in touch. So let's tell them how they can do that.
0: Thank you. Yes. Of course, LinkedIn. LinkedIn, Lori Fancher on LinkedIn, and then Lori.Fancher at trainingpros.com.
1: Terrific. Lori Fancher with Training Pros. Lori, thanks again for coming in. We appreciate you and your work and keep it up.
0: Absolutely. My pleasure. Thanks, John.
1: Thank you. Hey folks, just a uh, quick thought for you. If you're, as the we're recording this show here at the end of November, 2023, and as the year winds down, you start to think about how you can improve your business for the coming year. If you're administrative tasks are driving you nuts, they're piled higher than you are if your bookkeeping and accounting is a mess, that's weighing on you and stealing the joy from your business. Office angels can help restore that joy and they do that with a whole team of angels that fly in, get that work done and fly out and they do it on an ongoing or as needed basis. So whether it's administrative tasks, bookkeeping, marketing, presentations, they do all that kind of work. So you can spend time on the folks that really drive your business, which are your employees and your clients. Give them a call at six seven eight five two eight zero five zero zero, and let them know we sent you. You can go to OfficeAngels.us if you're shy, but just give them a call. Explain what your problem is, and. I think they're the folks for you. And I think that because they are the folks for me. They do, they help me in my business, and I couldn't uh, do my business without them. So give them a call. You'll be glad you did. And a couple of things as we wrap up here I've got a book coming out in mid December 2023. If you're listening to this show after that, then the book's out, but it's for solo small professional services providers. If you're having trouble with business development or your pricing issues, like that's what this book addresses. It's called the generosity mindset method for business success. Raise your confidence, your value, and your prices. Go to, to, go to the generositymindset.com to learn more, either sign up for updates or learn how to buy the book depending on when you're listening to this show. And I want to thank you, our listener. You have, wow, continued to support us over the years. This is show number 722 or something like that. And we have, wow, it's hard to believe we have gone down the journey we have gone, but it's because of you and the the support you have given us. You continue to like us on social media. We appreciate that. North Fulton BRX on all the major platforms, but you also share the show and thank you for that. Please continue to do that. If you've heard something here that makes you think, "Mm, I know somebody that needs to hear from Lori and the great work she does, please share the show. And for any of our business leaders that we have, that helps us help them in their work. It also helps us fulfill our mission to be the voice of business in the North Fulton region. So for my guest, Lori Fancher, I'm John Ray. Join us next time here on North Fulton Business Radio.